welcome to episode 107 of the BMcast. Not a podcast that doesn't release their regular episode, but then releases a special episode for their preview card, but the show about playing Magic the Gathering on a budget. I'm Scott, and I'm joined by the plague white herself, Emma. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm alive and tired, but also alive. <laughs> um, so if you didn't catch on Twitter earlier last week, I've been down very ill with a bit of COVID. Um, so mm. I spent most of the week resting up, plus dealing with the obscene heat wave the UK and yeah. Ireland has had for the last like two and a half weeks, which has been really miserable because aircon mm. doesn't exist in this part of the world. So we just left a swelter. It's been great. So yeah, I still feel a bit rough. Um, so apologies if I sound terrible on the recording. Um, it's not intentional. Even though I've been under the weather, there is some content going up this week. So for mm. TCG player, I cover modern affinity on a budget, breaking down the mono blue and Azorius variants, um, oh, yeah. which are really sweet. Big fan of those decks. Mm. As I'm still taking it easy, I've been trying to sate my boredom purely because of the heat wave and purely because I just yeah. can't do much. So I picked up Animal Crossing again for the first time in about two years and two months because the last time I played it, we were in lockdown during pandemic. So that's been great fun. It's, it's kind of low effort. It's keeping me engaged. Just, you know, cutting trees and going fishing is just like the bare minimum I can do at the minute. And then I've been jumping into mm. Slay the Spire as well, just to do some daily climbs because I forgot how good that game is. How about you? What have yeah. you been up to? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, yeah, also on the other side of the heatwave, thankfully without COVID because that sounds like a rough combination. Yeah, it was not great. <laughs> I have been up to a couple of things. I've been playing a bit more in Paper Magic recently, which is great. My LGS was absolutely buzzing last week with Pauper players on Thursday. There was like 14 of us down for the event. Just a regular Pauper event on a Thursday evening. And I think that was caused by the team trios that was on recently that I, uh, you know, did incredibly terribly at. But... <laughs> It was amazing to see. Uh, I went undefeated that night with Boros Synth, which is Ooh. fantastic. It has renewed my spirit after, you know, said previous abysmal record. And I am also super happy to see now that my regular play group, my commander play group, they're all building pauper decks now as well. Yeah. So I think that's saying a lot about the format right now, that this many people are like, this looks brilliant. Let me get into it. So it's pretty open as well. You can you can time. kind of play anything and do pretty well with it, which is it's good as for someone who's on the panel. It's what we like to see. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, this week's article, by the way, it's a special one because it's one I'm pretty proud of. It's about seven types of decks that every commander player should own. It isn't about specific archetypes or strategies, but more like abstract groupings that provide a very specific kind of experience. So you can check that out on Card Kingdom after the show. And outside of magic stuff, I've been spending my spare time watching Dark on Netflix. Have you heard of it? I haven't. So it's a weird one. It's German show. So it's subtitled. Don't ever watch live action stuff dubbed. <laughs> Don't ever do it. Animated, you can watch dubbed. That's fine. That gives money to good voice artists. That's yeah. cool. But it's got a similar kind of vibe to Stranger Things, only like darker. So it's got like, you know, time travel Ooh, and okay. like mad, weird, mind bendy sort of stuff. Uh, there are a lot of characters. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's been real compelling so far, though. I just finished season two and I am so bamboozled, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I, I can't tell you why I'm loving it because I don't know what's happening. But <laughs> One thing I did enjoy that I've been watching since being a bit unwell is mm. the Prey movie, which is the new Predator movie that's on oh, uh, yeah. Disney+. Plus. If you're into Predator, like the old ones, like, like the first Predator, um, I recommend yeah. watching it because it's really, really good. It's probably the best Predator movie since the first one. 
and there's been a Sweet. lot of them uh, but I really enjoyed it so I recommend watching it if you're into that kind of you know uh, kind of TV slash uh, movie stuff. Sweet. If you enjoy the BM cast and would like to support them you can become a patron for as little as three dollars. Not only will you get access to all of the show notes and deck lists, but you get to listen to the new episodes a day earlier than anyone else. Visit patreon.com forward slash the BMcast to join today. There are also free ways to support them too. Just listening to the show is already great. You can follow them on their Twitter at the BMcast as well, and even DM them for a link to the Discord server. No matter your budget, we'll make sure you get your stonks on. All right, so, Emma, normally we get to the card of the week here, and it should, in theory, be my turn, but things are a little bit different. I believe you have a special card of the week this week, or, more specifically, cards of the week. Yeah, we have three of them. So first off, I'd like to give a huge thank you to Wizards of the Coast for giving me an extension of the podcast, the opportunity to reveal these Dominari United cards. From looking at Dominari mm. United, like reading the lore, seeing the characters, it looks to be really, really sweet, although a bit spoopy because I saw Sheldred and she like is part of like a Phyrexian <laughs> dreadnought now. It's like, what the earth is going on? As someone yeah. who didn't, who wasn't familiar with the old lore, like with the weather light and stuff that's way before my time so yeah. getting an idea of that and what's going on now is really sweet i feel like i'm up to speed but yeah really excited the set looks awesome and i'm excited to play a lot of limited because the first dominaria was really sweet for a limited format too mm. with with all the babbling and nonsense out of the way i'm pretty sure you all want to know what the cards are we have today so the first one is called scout the wilderness so scout the wilderness mm. is a sorcery for two generic and a green mana. It has kicker for one generic and a white. And it reads, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. If the spell was kicked, create two one one white soldiers creature tokens. So basically mm. it's like a rampant growth effect, which is great. You always want those, yeah. especially in limited, because by looking at these multicolor kicker cards, you're gonna be splashing a lot of different colours. Nothing too heavy perhaps, but just be able to cast this and get your white source or another colour later on seems great. Yeah. You also get to have the benefit of making two one ones, which seems really, really good. Mm. And yeah, it just seems really sweet for like casual commander decks, just turning ramp into better top decks. Kicker is notoriously yeah. good in the late game and as later top decks because it means you get them as value. And also, mm. I just really like that Watsi are bringing back multicolored kicker cards. Not only are they good for the yeah. limited environment, but it just allows you to have that light splash, especially in Pauper because Scout the Wilderness is a common, so you can play it in Pauper. And plus, yeah. you know, cube. I have a peasant cube, so stuff like this is always really welcome for me, and I really like the design. Yeah, it's a nice one. Good ad. This would actually be really cool in the new, you know, Jasmine Boreal of the Seven, the one yeah. that was released there recently, that yeah. cares about creatures with no abilities. The tokens that you make, they've got no abilities, right? So mm. they'll get a benefit as well. It's really sweet. Yeah. And our second card, this is the one I'm most excited for, and I think you are too, Scott. It's called mm. Herbal Repossession. So for one black mana, you get a sorcery that has kicker of a generic mana and a green. And it reads, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, and you gain two life. If the spell was kicked, return another target permanent card 
from your graveyard to your hand. So basically, yeah. this is just an amazingly good raised dead effect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so good. So free mana return a creature and a permanent, so that includes like a land, is a really, really good rate. Yeah. Could see playing Pauper. You can kick this to get a creature back and then get back like your Involving Worlds or your Ash Barons to get like another land. Just mm. the value to here just seems really, really good. This card uh-huh. is really sweet. It is also a common. Um, I'll say that all the cards we're revealing today are commons. Um, so I'm really excited to see this one in Pauper in particular. Mm, yeah. And then lastly, which is the one I think you are the most excited about. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> is is Writhing Necromath. So for six generic and a black, you get a creature zombie giant. And it reads, This spell costs one less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. It has death touch and is also a 5-5. Five five. What do you think about this mm. one, Scott? I, it's a weird way to write Gurmagangler, I gotta say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to make immediate comparisons to Gurmagangler, given the cost and the stats are the same. The thing that I kind of like about this, though, is that it doesn't take things out of your graveyard. Yeah. It just cares about how many are there. So if you have like three of these in hand and you have six creatures in the bin, you're just going to put 15 power on board for three mana. That's yeah. bananas. It's so good. Yeah, so as you say, it's benefits from playing creature decks to get the value great as a cheap threat in the mid to late game and fairer decks you can cheese this out in dredge because your bin is full of dredge uh, full of creature cards so you can play this for a cheap rate and also you know pioneer dredgeless dredge might want this as well yeah that'd be a good spot for it actually because they're just throwing everything into the bin reckless abandon so yeah yeah. um also tortured existence in pauper that yeah, want this it is too. what That's, I'm thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> so what, I might have to try this out once the uh, cards drop on Magic Online. You tell me that we might actually be able to not go to time with Tortured Existence once, at least. At least once. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these three cards seem really sweet. Uh, I'm really happy that I've got to re- reveal some commons. And just based on the three cards I've seen and these multicolor kicker cards, I'm really excited to try the limited format. Because this, if this is the power level for commons with Dominaria United, I'm really excited to see what the rest are, are going to look like. Yeah, You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, so to echo what Emma said uh, there at the start, thanks again, Wizards, for allowing the podcast to preview these. I know they're from Emma, but I'm also extending my thanks as part and parcel of this. So, Emma, does this mean you want to get testing on Tortured Existence Mirrors with this then? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you, got, only, you got like only, six, seven hours to spare? <laughs> only if we could do Azorius Familiar Mirrors as a backup. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us here at the BMcast and a special thanks to our patrons. At the Cheering Fanatic tier we have Tom Telford, Anthony Burchett, Christopher McCarthy, Edward Whitney, Evil Vanilla Glaze, Ian Holland, Jeff Eaton, Jonas Kong, Kilgore Trout 503, Matthew O'Neill, Max Makes Magic, MF Peaches, Mini Maya, Monsu Light, Nicholas Martin, Ozan Kaplaner, Scott Hanch, The Jess Guy, The Joe Cheney, Zachary Morrow, Tim Newman and Patrick Newman. And at the Stonks tier we have a nice planeswalker, Alex Gibson, Bo Schwartz Madsen, Brian A. Madden, Coffee, Everett 
Eric Brogan, Nurblin, Nikki Paris, Scott Creech, Seamus MC, Simon Grip, Jamie Coyle, and Clyde Anderson. Thank you all for helping to keep this podcast on the air. We cannot thank you enough. If you want to support us and add your name to this list of lovely and wonderful people, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the BMcast. If you have any questions, comments, or sweet brews, you can email us at budgetmagiccast at gmail.com or message us on Twitter at the BMcast. We'll be back next week to give you even more bang for your buck. 